Hi, I'm Teal. Yep, like the color. I live in Hollywood, the place where dreams supposedly happen, and I'm an actress. You probably noticed I use a wheelchair, but I never let my disability define me. Not everyone sees the world from my perspective, though, and that keeps things interesting. This is My Gimpy Life. Hey guys, and welcome to the premiere of My Gimpy Life Companion Cast. I'm so excited to be bringing you guys this awesome behind-the-scenes look at Teal Shear's new fantastic web series, My Gimpy Life. Hopefully you listened to the episode number zero, where Teal and I talk about what to expect on the podcast, uh, and a little bit of information about me. If not, go back and listen to that episode before you listen to this episode. Also, make sure you go back and watch episode one of My Gimpy Life, before you listen to this podcast because we will be giving away spoilers so i have lots of cool interviews for you guys we'll be talking to the writer gabe who wrote uh, my gimpy life series we also will be talking to teal obviously the star and creator of the series we also talk to sean becker who is the director of the series and i also speak with a few of the actors who appeared in episode one it's gonna be a lot of fun i love doing companion casts and i hope you guys really enjoy this sneak peek behind the scenes of this fantastic new web series. So let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, this is Kenny and I'm live on the set of My Gimpy Life and joining me today is the wonderful Kim Evie. Welcome. Hello, thank you. Uh, and what's funny is, Kim, you're not producing this series. I am not. You're not doing anything behind the scenes. I am talent. <laughs> you are talent. She's actually in front of the camera and she's not dressed as a bum. No, I'm not. But there, I was in a scene today with a homeless person, and I wasn't. You were, that's right, the and you, and you were not the homeless person. And neither were you. I know. Shocker. What's happening with our lives? I guess we're we're advancing. <laughs> we're not bums anymore. I guess so. Okay, good. So why don't you tell us the character you play? You played Marshall. I played Marshall, which who is the actual, which is the name of the. Jeff Lewis's wife, who yes. actually helped cast this, and she's playing a casting director tomorrow as well. Oh, awesome. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I was wondering about that, because I saw the name Marshall. It's an unusual name for a woman. Yeah. And I'm like, the only Marshall I know is Jeff Lewis's wife. Yeah, so they, they, they named the, the casting director character as a tribute to her. That's but nice. But then she's also playing an actual casting nice, director. Nice, nice. So. Um, I know you had a fairly quick scene. Yes. Um, you were actually in the building where Till arrives, and she's buzzing, and... Um, Obviously, there's stairs, and there's no elevator, so you agree to meet her in the alleyway. How did that yes. whole shoot go? Because um, all you shot was the alley stuff. We just shot the alley. I'm actually going to do the ADR, because it's just my voice that you'll hear in the stair yeah. scene. So we're going to shoot that here in a little bit, so I get to hang out, which is cool. fun. Nice. It's nice to hang out on a set and, and not, not have to worry about anything. I know. <laughs> how everything's going. <laughs> um, and since we're back in the set where we shot the music video for The Guild, it's yes. even... I'm the one that's cool for shot here. Yeah, so it's it's fun to be back here. But um, no, it was fun. So we, yeah, we actually went into an alley and we, um, you know, we managed to get it without too much, um, you know, nobody stopped us from filming, which is always good. Yeah. Um, We dealt with a couple of car alarms and it's just, you know, Murphy's Law of shooting, like everything is fine and the minute you're about to roll, the wind kicks up and a plane flies by or something. There were lots of plane sirens and a car alarm that kept going off. So, yeah. um, But no, it was really fun. I was just a casting director who, you know, it was just very business, business, business. So yeah. I, because yeah. I asked Sean, oh, am I, in the previous scene, was I kind of a jerk to her? Was it like, ugh, take the stairs? Yeah. And he said, no, it's just, you know, you're just a busy person. And yeah. so. Then, I mean, from what I read, because I have read the entire script for this series, mm-hmm. and you seem like a, a very sweet person, you know, but then Teal arrives and she's all grimy because she had to 
you know, trudge through the, the alleyway and she's all dirty. And of course, it's a hand commercial. Yeah. About soap. Yes. You know, so, I mean, it's just not, the, it wasn't the, fir- the best first impression <laughs> that was done. No, no, not at all. But it was super, yeah, it was super fun to shoot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. just neat. Cool. Now, being a producer, you've obviously cast a lot of your web series and other things that you've done. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have talent come in and they are disabled, does that, t- do you take that into account? Um, we, you know, it's interesting. We have not had other disabled people come in for the guild. Okay. Um, I think Felicia does a really good job of, um, you know, thinking about, I, I don't, what am I trying to say? I think Felicia does a really good job of, you know, taking into account that she wants a really diverse cast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fact that she already knew Teal. Was, yeah, I mean, Teal was a different story because yeah. she wrote the role for her. Yeah, but it does make you think about things really differently. And it's interesting being on the other end, you know, uh, on the other end because yeah. as an actor, as an Asian actor. I was going to say, yeah, as an Asian actor, you run in that same thing. Yeah, and you, it's, where it's discrimination. It's strangely frustrating because you're just like, well, how come I couldn't just go out for just whatever role? Yeah. Like, how come, you know, and yeah. I found, you know, in my <laughs> in my short-lived career as an actor, I guess it wasn't short, but in my, you know, I yeah. didn't I didn't have the opportunity to um, really audition for a ton, a ton of big roles on TV. I would audition for smaller roles. Mm-hmm. The biggest role I ever got was because a friend of mine was the director, and mm. he looked at the role, and it said, you know, just teacher, and he was like, oh, Kim would be really good for this, so he brought yeah. me in. Yeah. What was really funny is they changed the last name of the teacher to an Asian last name uh, because you because were... it was me and I was like who's ever going to even see that it was like <laughs> Helen you know Smith yeah. and they changed it to Helen Choi and I was yeah. like really yeah I mean I guess it's like I don't you know could have married you know a, a Smith I know or, or like <laughs> I mean, in real life my parents are yeah. my parents are white so well, my yeah, last I mean, name is Asian you've been adopted so I mean yeah so it's just really name. funny like yeah. why does that have to be you know but um that's so, just the way it is I guess yeah but it does make you think like oh you know. I'd like to do, you know, you'd like to just open things up a little bit more yeah, yeah, yeah. and make sure that you're seeing all different people for yeah. all different roles. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then it's just really weird. I was actually talking to Sandeep about this yesterday. Well, we were joking that Amy Okuda and I are both in this yeah. um, web series because we're like, oh, too many Asians. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can only have one yeah. Asian and one Indian and one yeah. African American. And, you know, Sandeep was saying that, yeah, it's weird because he was like thinking when he was just casting his web series, like, do I bring another Indian guy in or yeah. does that start to get like weird for some reason? Because people, then people start thinking like, oh, this must be his yeah. brother. Like, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. he brought him in or just really yeah, bizarre. Or favoritism because yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like it's you doing just... a series and casting nothing but Asians just so they're all working. Yeah. yeah. But then at the same time, it's just like, you know, you don't pick your friends in life yeah. by the races I mean, that's what, that they are. Isn't that are, weird? So it's isn't that just, weird? But I mean, yeah. so it's always in the back of your mind. You're thinking of what the audience is going to think. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I like to try to be diverse as well. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because, you know, right now we're doing um, this web series written by a kid, mm-hmm. which is for the Geek and Sundry channel. And that has, it's an anthology series, so it has 10 different directors helming each one. And I didn't, um, you know, tell the directors what to do casting-wise. Yeah. So what was really cool is that a couple of the directors, you know, cast kind of along the ethnic lines of their kids. Oh, gotcha. So I thought that was really neat. You know, yeah. there was yeah. one um, girl named Miley and you know she's Hispanic and so like the entire cast yeah. is Hispanic and it's actually like there's a scene with the grandmother that's spoken in Spanish and then translated okay. which is really great that's cool you yeah. Know? yeah it gives a whole uh, different flavor to it and it's really funny too because then the subtitles are like 
<laughs> like it sounds like this really beautiful sort of quiet, you know, yeah. deathbed scene. And instead, she's saying things like mm, "bolt soup," <laughs> tastes like bolts, you know. <laughs> so, nice, but, nice. Um, but yeah, it's it's just weird, and I think some of it has to do with just you know. And do you think it's changing? Um, yeah, definitely. I think it is. I mean, I you know, unfortunately, it's like there's uh, the bottom line for things, yeah. <laughs> for big things, is always going to be money. Yeah. And what demographic are you appealing to, and blah blah blah. But that's why I love working on the web, is yeah. because you know we are able to just do so far. You yeah. Know, from my experience, it's not going to stay like that for long. The bigger <laughs> everything gets, the more it's going to go back to the whole money thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But I know it's changing because I know that when I was a kid, like I wanted to be an actress yeah. from the time that I was pretty young, and at the time. When I wanted to be an actress, there was no Asian person on television. The only okay. like Asian people that were on television were on MASH. I was going to say, did you watch MASH? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, it was it. Was and heavy. then, you know, there was never, like, uh, you know, a lead Asian person, yeah. or Asian yeah. woman. Like, there yeah. would be, like, a little role of somebody from the village or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, Later on, there was a woman on Night Court who mm-hmm. played Bull's wife, right? Is yes. that? Yep. And then there was Connie Chung. Yeah. But other than that, there just weren't that many Asians, yeah. you know. To for and now there are many, many more, which yeah. is nice. Still but not There's enough. still not that oh, more, that no. much more. There really you know? isn't. There's like there's a few, like maybe a handful that are key. Yeah. Well-known actresses. Yeah, in America, there's like yeah. Lucy Liu and Michelle Yeoh, yeah. and now there's yeah. like you know, and Deacon Lockman, which is nice, yeah. and you know, there's yeah, there's starting to be more, but um, but still. Yeah. yeah. I I, think, it's just a slow. Change is slow. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Greg, this is a total, I'm taking it in a totally other <laughs> place now, but Greg and I were talking, speaking of change is slow, Greg and I were talking about how in like, I think it was 1967 or one, but mm-hmm. right before I was born, he and I would not be allowed to be married. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, so, laws yeah. in state constitutions that, yeah, yeah that interracial yeah. people could not yeah. marry. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. It's crazy. And that was only 30 years ago? Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. It is crazy. Well, I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me. Why don't we plug some stuff? I know you have Geek and Sundry. We have Geek and Sundry. Thing, yeah. That's our YouTube channel. Yeah. So. Is it just geekandsundry.com? Yeah. Uh, well, or they can go to the website, because I know there's a website also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, uh, YouTube.com slash Geek and Sundry is where you can see all the shows. Our website is geekandsundry.com. A-N-D. Yeah. Sundry. Um, and we have uh, we're, we're building forums there so hopefully soon they'll be up and um, people can talk but if you if you email geekandsundry at gmail.com I answer all the email nice <laughs> so nice. or I try to lots of good stuff and you're like we mentioned earlier your own personal uh, web series is going to be premiering on Geek and Sundry. Yeah, well, it's um, a friends friends of mine, uh, Josh Flaum and Will Bowles pitched it to Felicia and I a few years ago, actually. Yeah. So it's called Written by a Kid, and it debuts mid July, and it's um, ten kids told us stories that they made up on the spot, and then we gave those over to directors, so and now good. directors are going to be homing it. Yeah. How so they do it? So. I, they're all really varied. We we actually right now we're at half and half, half animation, half live action. Yeah. So it's going to be really cool all right well thank you so much kim i really appreciate you stopping by and i'm sure i'll be talking to you since we seem to be crossing paths all the time on different web series oh absolutely thanks for stopping by and uh we'll talk to you later okay thanks kenny thanks for having me 
Hey guys, I'm live on the set of My Gimpy Life, and I'm here with Gary Anthony Williams. Welcome to the podcast. You said my name's so beautiful. <laughs> it's like you were born Practice. to say my name. That's right. That's what I'm here for, <laughs> for you. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, man. It's good to be here. So let's uh, first start. Tell people who is Gary Anthony Williams. Uh, you mean as a human being? As in general, just who are you? Uh, I'm a lover, a dancer. That's uh, good. No, I'm, I'm a guy who does some acting and whatnot with a with a child who hates uh, acting <laughs> and a very old dog and a wife. Nice, nice. Yeah. Now, what got you into acting? Uh, a computer error in high school. Uh, I signed up for some other class and it put me in an acting class. Really? Yeah. And I thought, well, this is fun. And then I stayed in it. I was too late. It was computer error and laziness. And laziness. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and kids, that's what I recommend for all of you out there. Be lazy and have bad computers. Nice, nice. <laughs> All right, so let's first start. How did you hear about My Gimpy Life? Uh, I've known Teal for a while now. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, we met years ago through, oddly, two separate sets of friends. Uh, and so we met years ago. Yeah. Uh, I went to see a, a show, a rock show once, which I don't usually do. I won't lie. I'm not a rock music guy. And she yeah. was there. And then we kind of start becoming buddies. Yeah, That's great. And so was this role written for you? You didn't have to audition for it. I didn't audition, but I slept around for it. <laughs> and, uh, and I can't even say with who. But it worked. Yeah, you it did. It did. <laughs> I did something right. <laughs> um, great. So uh, what did you think of the character? Now, you're playing uh, her manager, Charles. Yeah, Charles, yeah. Charles yeah, so is her did manager. Did she give you any kind of, because I read in the first one, you know, uh, you're kind of, you're, you're, you're diehard and you're dedicated to her, but you're still kind of... Yeah, clueless. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, in my mind that he really does believe in her and mm-hmm. he genuinely loves her and is amazed by her and what she can do, but he's just clueless. Yeah. You know, he has a, his office is two flights up, you know, yeah. and he apologizes to her every time she comes in. He's, someday he's going to get a ramp built. He's just clueless. He sends her out on things that she shouldn't be going out on yeah. instead of just focusing in on stuff that she would be getting hired yeah. for. He just, as he says, I don't see you as, I don't see you as a girl in a wheelchair. I see you as the next Reese Witherspoon who's in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So clueless, but heart in the right place. Yeah, but he's a very, yeah, he is a nice guy. Yeah. Now, um, have you worked with Teal previously? We've never really worked together. I mean, uh, she, I run a film festival, L.A. Comedy Shorts Film Festival. Oh, yeah. And before she asked me if I would do one of these, we had already programmed her film, one uh, an episode of My Gimpy Life, yeah. into the film festival. And that was before she told me about yeah. uh, coming in on being Charles. So I haven't worked with her, but I've seen her work a lot. Great. Yeah. Now, you just got them finishing scenes for episode one is where you're coming down the stairs. Yeah. And, ta- and how did that go? Because you're working so outside. Fun. So outside's always an iffy kind well, of thing. Well, we did watch a, a slightly inebriated guy take about 30 <laughs> minutes trying to parallel park his car. So that was fun. And he had it on a backup beep, beep, oh, nice. beacon. So for about 30 minutes, we all just stood there and watched him parallel park. <laughs> Uh, I like working out in the elements because you never know, you never know what's going to happen, and yeah. that's the kind of the life I lead. Yeah, and it's hot out here, and you had to walk up and down those stairs. How many times? Well, you know, I'm, I, I, a few times, but I'm self-cooled. Okay. So uh, I'm actually I'm from the south, so the heat bothers me very little. Oh, that's good. Cold, I can't handle. That's convenient. Well, yeah. then it's a good place to be here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Great. Now, this series obviously deals with a disabled uh, actress right. uh, dealing with Hollywood and the way it is. Yeah. Now, being a black man, do you find discrimination in 
the, you know, in the industry. Yeah, well, there definitely is. You know, it would be silly to say there isn't. There's. I, I like to kind of take that, though, and make those things my opportunity. I really, I have to. I don't yeah. have any other way to do it. The f- most fun discrimination to me, if I can say there's some fun, is I do a lot of voiceover. And oh, yeah, you have the voice for a voiceover. It, 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 thank you, thank you, <laughs> sir. But there will be times on a script where they don't know anymore how to ask you to be more black. They'll go, he's urban, but he's not street. And they have all these code words, you know, they, they put in instead of that. So I see that all the time. Yeah. And once I booked, I can't remember, maybe it was an insurance company. It was a radio commercial with me and my wife. And when they hired me, they had no idea I was black. Yeah. And I show up at the studio with this tiny little white girl. We look like a comedy team. <laughs> She's like 80 pounds. And here I am at 320 or whatever. Yeah. And we're husband and wife. And the guy sees us and goes, oh, I had no idea. <laughs> But instead of him going, well, you can't do that, he goes, I got to take pictures and send them back to the guys in the office. They'll never believe this because they just thought it was this white couple. And I show up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was so great. So, So, yeah, it's it's there, man. And it's alive and it's real. And, you know, so we hope that this series sheds light. Yeah, I think I think it's a beautiful I, I really do. And and the way she plays it is just so straight up, straightforward because it's based on. Incidents from her real life, you know. It's so straight up and straightforward that it really makes you pay attention, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, I so appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me. Yeah. Uh, Pleasure chatting with you, and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon on future projects. Yeah. Do you have anything to plug right now? Uh, Well, if you want to know more about my film festival, it's at lacomedyshorts.com. And uh, there's new episodes of The Boondocks, which is an animated show I do coming up. So keep an ear and an eye out for that stuff. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. I do too. Thanks. Here with Gabe, you are, your, you are, U H R, you are. You just spell it out. You are, all right. Your, <laughs> you are. <laughs> you know that word. I do. You are. Yeah. No. All right. All right. Uh, he is the writer of My Gimpy Life season one. Um, how did you come about doing this? Uh, Felicia Day passed, so uh, <laughs> you know Felicia. Yes. Um, You've heard of her. Yes, I have. Um, Teal approached her about working on something, and Felicia has a million things going on, so she couldn't do anything, but she uh, pitched me as a writer. And then Teal and I uh, met and had breakfast, and I think we got along really well and developed a series and got nice. to work. Yep. Nice. Now, what have you worked on in the past? Because people should know your name. Um, well, Especially I, in the, the Gildy world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the guild stuff behind the scenes a lot, um, doing the data management on the camera team. But then um, I am a writer, and uh, I work on award shows, and I worked on some some small sitcom stuff. Yeah, and you also did Legend of Neil. That's right. Produced Legend of Neil with uh, Sandeep and yeah. Jeff Winkler. And yeah. So it's, it's, it's like the same kind of circle of people. Yeah, you're we with have Sean again. You're with Teal again. Yeah. Yeah, we have pretty much the same kind of crew. Very incestuous. <laughs> yes. Uh, so how did you go about writing this? Now, did Teal tell you incidences in her life, and then you kind of tweaked yeah. them and made them a little bit more exciting? Well, so, yeah, we would, we would have our breakfasts, and uh, she would tell me stories, and we'd log all of them, and then I would kind of just let them uh, stir around and see what fit together mm-hmm. and then um, yeah just punch them up add comedy yeah so um, we did a pilot you know it was over a year ago and wrote the pilot script and then just kind of sat around and then last summer I started writing scripts again yeah 
Yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about episode one. Okay. Um, starts off with uh, poor Teal losing her her chair. Now, has it really happened to her? Um, I'm sure she's lost her chair at one point or another. Uh, we needed to um, we the pilot that we had shot. We decided as we started plotting the season that it would make sense um, anywhere. Yeah. So we wanted a pilot that more set up Teal as uh, you know an actress with disability. And she had done this um, commercial, this insurance commercial. So we thought we liked the way that kind of introduces her and her life. Yeah. And and then we'll have a little fun with it at yeah. the end. Yeah. Well, and then um, then that leads into her yeah. meeting with her manager, who is a uh, she has to meet on the curb. Yes. And that's kind of loosely based, I think, on a real thing. I, I don't remember that now, but uh, but we thought that was very funny that you know she has this manager that has stairs. Yeah. So she can't even access his office. Yeah. Yeah, and she goes to the audition and finds out that, of course, there's stairs, and she can't get up to that either. Yeah. Stairs are her, her probably biggest enemy in the yeah. season. Yeah, and these people, they're very nice, and they say they'll come down to her in the alley yeah. and uh, let her audition out in the alleyway. And the alley is a terrifying place. Unfortunately, yes. Both on paper and when we had to shoot there. It was, <laughs> that, was not an easy, that was not an easy scene to shoot. Yeah. Yeah, well, I heard they made it extremely dirty. It Dirtier dirty. than it really was. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind I mean, of you actually describe it flowers. as being horrible and... Yeah, I, I, wanted, mean, I wanted to be really, like, an, an entrance to hell. Yeah. Um, so it's a little prettier than that, but it was, it was dirty. Yeah. I mean, this, this episode definitely ended on a downer. Yeah. And you feel bad for Teal and her situation and, you know. Yeah. But, uh, was that your intention? Uh... I don't know. I think I, I like I. I think in comedy, the other side of it is tragedy, and I think tragic things are often funny, um, and comic things can be tragic. So um, that just comes out naturally. I think. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me. It was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, this is Kenny. I'm live on the set of My Gimpy Life. I'm here with Leah Mann, who is uh, is art director. Uh, yeah, art director, production designer. There's not really any sets to build, yeah, so yeah. mostly set dresser slash prop master. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so let's go ahead and start with the very first episode. That one is basically Till's apartment. Um, so did you do anything to? Because you actually shot in Till's apartment. We did shoot in Till's apartment. Uh, Till already has a beautiful apartment, so we didn't do too much. Um, there was some artwork. Yeah, I brought in the so we didn't have too many white walls, and um, you know we put in some extra books and movies and tchotchkes to kind of fill up the space. But yeah. we really worked with what was on the location because she yeah. she has a really nice place <laughs> already. So. Yeah, that's nice. Now uh, there is an outside scene. When there's outside scenes, do you do you do anything? Or do you just kind of? I mean, I know you've added flowers before, like at the guild. Yes, you yeah, know, it, it depends on the scene and what it calls for. Uh, so this so, one just had uh, her manager coming down st- flights, several flights of stairs. Right, for that scene, uh, we had some signs made. And okay. Those just so those are all stuff that you made yeah. yourself. It's not yes. stuff that was there. Um, and then there, like, there's one scene where Teal goes on an audition and she's stuck in the alley. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's that's right. And so for that one, oh, that's right. I we had to talk put about all the that. trash we definitely down. Need to talk about yeah, because that's... I mean, it was already a dirty alley, but you had to make it. It, it was. A, it was actually when we got to location, dirty. a distressingly clean alley. Oh, nice. <laughs> like this, there's no trash here. This is supposed to be gross. Yeah. Why aren't we shooting downtown where it's disgusting already? Yeah. 
Um, so I, I saved my trash for a good two weeks. My kitchen was very stinky, <laughs> but I knew I was going to need it. And throw I eat a banana every morning. All of those peels yeah. got saved. Um, and then a bunch of my recycling. So it's all my personal trash. Nice. Now you all know what goes into my garbage. <laughs> and we just strew it around and we poured some Coke on the ground to make it look like it was stained. Yeah. Um, so dirtying stuff up is really kind yeah. of fun. I like doing that. Yeah. Uh, the really gross part for that one was she wheels over a used condom. Yes. And so I got to make a, and I quote, goopy condom. That was the request. <laughs> And I, I think I delivered on that. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I wasn't there for the allergy. But I've, people have talked about it. Yeah, they said it was very disgusting. Yes, uh, yeah, trade secret. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't even. I'm going to let the mystery remain. That's right. We're not going to tell you what the goop is, but uh, yeah, very cool. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm here with Eric Acosta. And he is playing the director. That's right. Uh, the director does have a name. Uh, Milo. Yes. Uh, I think we hear it a few times or yeah, once. At least, or, at least once for sure. On, on the script, you're director. That's all I know yeah, you by. That's you're, the you're the director. Part. That's right. So let's first start and tell people a little bit about yourself. Uh, America Costa. And um, some of the uh, fans of my my life might know me as Wizrobe from Legend of Neil. Definitely. Um, and that's sort of what brought me here. Um, uh, I have uh, you know a pretty good standing relationship with a lot of these people, so they uh, they were kind enough to bring me onto this project. Nice. So that means you really didn't have to audition for it. You just kind of were written to you know That's, the role was written for you. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if it was necessarily written for me, but I definitely didn't have to audition, which is my favorite kind of role. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah very nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, in episode one, we see you and uh, Teal is arriving to this place to do an audition. Right. Uh, for a soap commercial. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's stairs. And these two are nice enough to say, meet me in the back alley. Right. And we'll come down and audition. We for have you. her audition right there in an alley. Yes. A filthy, disgusting, <laughs> dirty alley. Yes. Um, it was a very funny scene. Um, you know, like they, they definitely used a lot of uh, funny props in that alley to make it seem like a filthy alley. Yeah. There's a great bit where there's a condom stuck to the wheel of a, of a wheelchair. Yeah. And uh, it just it sort of, sort of derails the audition for her. Yeah. You know, because uh, she's. At the end of the day, she's auditioning for soap. For a hand camera. And for using your hands. That's right. And, and her hands are filthy. filthy. Which is something that, uh, you know, I never even thought about, but it's probably a, a real, you know, a, a, a thing that she deals with. And that's yeah. the fact that wheels are on the ground, you're touching the wheels. It's, it's, it never even occurred to me that that's uh, an issue that you can have, is how, how filthy your hands can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one thing that this whole series has brought up as a whole, is just you don't think about the little things. That's right. And how difficult just little things are. And I, was, uh, you know, I mentioned in episode one, it opens up with her taking out her wheelchair, putting it on the side of her car, and then going back for her phone. And she turns around, her wheelchair is gone, and it's yeah. rolled down the hill. Yeah. I mean, what do you do in a situation like that? Right. And it's probably, I mean, as much as it's a an awful thing to happen, it's probably something that it seems worse to us because she yes. probably deals with these things all the time. Yeah. 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 It's just something her everyday life. Right. But for us, it's just, it was very eye-opening. Yeah. And that was definitely one of the scenes is when she's going down the alleyway. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely an eye-opening scene. Absolutely. Um, how'd that shoot go? Because I knew you were whisked away. You were with yeah. us in the group and then they trucked you all guys to the alleyway. That's right. We're, well, we're sensitive artists and we can't <laughs> be it. around too many people. <laughs> um, it was a very fun shoot, uh, very quick 
um, but I thought it went uh, pretty well. I'm sure it'll it'll come out you know well in the episode. But it was uh, it was a fun it was a fun shoot, especially like I said with all the props that they they had and the way they made it look you know filthy and uh, that 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 whole reaction of her doing the audition yeah. and then her hands being filthy. I think I think it's very very funny. It'll be yeah. able to play very well. Cool. Well, I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me. Thank you. All right. Hey guys, I am here with Teal Shear and Sean Becker of My Gimby Life. We're discussing episode one. Thank you for joining me, guys. Hey, Kenny. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why you want no? Sorry. That was an appropriate response. It was. What yes, I appreciate said? it. Thank you. What, what else? What, what would you have said, Teal? <laughs> Not that. Teal Shear. <laughs> Hi, Kenny. <laughs> Is that how I said it? No. Hey, Kenny. Hey, Kenny. <laughs> so good to be here. Um, oh, well, this is starting off well. So... Sexy. Right, let's, let's first, let's start with how Sean came on board to direct the series. Wow. Um, back almost two years ago now. That's crazy. Was um, it two years? Yeah. yeah. We've been it's working been on this for time. two years. And year. I've been promoting this for like two years. So <laughs> there's a lot of build up. <laughs> Oh, I hope it doesn't suck. No, it's not going to. But I've, I've like two years for Gimpy Live. But at um, least we didn't show something. Well, but I've we've done that trailer for a while. But that's okay though. I, I think I think if we because originally we I assume we'll get into that more. But we shot a pilot which is now part yes. of season yes. one. Yeah. If we had released that, yeah. Now, now the story we've just continues. but we just yeah instead released yeah, only 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 two years. years. What? Only yeah. the poor people Movies who actually got to more. enjoy your pilot and had to wait two years for a series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're going to be disappointed. <laughs> yes. That group. <laughs> Oh time. my god, did you? Is this a good idea? Doing us together when I forget. We're not gonna answer one question. And not one question. This is gonna be useless to you guys. No. Um, so when uh, Gabe, your, and I um, started working on the pilot, we discussed who we wanted to direct it, and Sean was the first uh, name that came up. And it was funny because in the beginning, I don't even think. Gabe thought you would say yes, and so when I asked you and you said yes, I remember him being like, "Really?" And I was like, "Because <laughs> um, we really wanted you." And um, and I was, I don't know, maybe I don't know. That's and I, maybe are, are you too good? I just thought you were maybe too good for it. I don't know, like because I think he was it when. Well, now, yeah, now you'd be too good for it. Um, two years ago, uh, but yeah, Sean and I obviously worked uh, met working on uh, the guild. And so that was the first time you guys worked together, was the yes. Guild. Yeah, met or like I. I didn't even really. Yeah. The first time I met you was at the Guild uh, read through for season three. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because up until then, um, I had been working with uh, Felicia on, on the script, and you know we knew that you were going to play Venom, and so we'd only I only just heard about you, and mm-hmm. then I had seen I think clips from movies you guys had been. We were in uh, Warm uh, Springs together. Warm Springs. And uh, yeah, and I met you that that day, and then. It's great because there's this weird evolution of like that table read uh, to where we were hanging out during shooting the finale where you would sit at Video Village and yeah. I found out how filthy uh, your filthy. mind was. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, I love this person. Oh, yeah. Because I always try to be really, you know, if I don't know someone, I'm usually really You're polite around yeah. it. And so I met, you know, Tio, it was more just like, oh, thank you so much for doing this and it should be a lot of fun. And by the end, it's, uh, you know, insert something yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Insert something I'll have to bleep. 
Which is great. There's not one thing I don't think anyone can ever say around you or myself or Gabe that's going to get like a, hey, man. Yeah, that's inappropriate. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, And I think just through that, we, um, you know, uh, I think, and it wasn't like immediately after that we had either started hanging out or working, but um, I remember, I don't remember where it was, but you had told me, I don't know if we went to lunch or something, you had said... uh, you know what? And you started to tell me these stories about just your life and like what it was like in relationships or with acting and, and being disabled. And you and you even just said like, yeah, I think it would just make a great show someday. And it yeah. was never the the plan at the time. It was more just like, I wonder, yeah. Like, and you said you wanted to talk to myself and um, a couple of of our of our friends who who do web series and are writers and directors about the best yeah. time. It was literally just like, I wonder if that would work. work. Yeah, and I actually, I sat down with Felicia, and we had breakfast, and I told her about my idea, and she's the one who actually uh, recommended Gabe to me, so that's, it's funny how that all worked out. That all um, worked out. Yeah. Cool. So that's it. That's it. All right. Thank you so much. Hope you liked it. So let's discuss episode one. Um, How do you go about, do you block out everything that you need to shoot? Because this is locations. This yeah. is the first one is location. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just with any web series, um, whether it be this or The Gill. I mean, like, um, with Jeff Five Minute Comedy Hour, we had the luxury of each scene is just its own self-contained thing. So we get to that luxury. But yeah, once again, with My Game Be Life, we shot it like, we shot the season like a, a film. Like, yeah. we had to block shoot it, whereas, like, we, right now we're recording this podcast at Teal's apartment, um, where we shot... Teal's apartment. Yeah. Um, and so that was our first day of shooting, but we shot all of the scenes here. So we shoot, you know, um, episode, we shot stuff from shot episode all, one. Yeah. And we shot that Two. night stuff from the finale. Yeah. Um, and then we move on to our ne- next location. I mean, this was the only location, I think, though, that we had that we had used for different episodes. If I'm... Yeah, episode one, episode two, and then episode five. Okay. And everything else um, was out of order. Like, we didn't shoot episode with the exception of episode three, which is the original pilot, which we shot two years ago. Yeah. That was self-contained, but, yeah, you know, um, as far as, like, utilizing the locations, that's kind of the cool thing about this is we're all over the place, so we don't, we, we didn't, we, we didn't have to worry about, okay, now we're still in the theater, but it's two days later, and you're yeah, yeah, yeah. now. It's, you know, we got to jump around quite a bit, and, uh, which is good for the variety and for the pace of, of, of web series in general, but also for the show, because that's the thing about a web series is, like, you know, with the restrictions, whether it be budget or whether it be, um, you know, time, you know, you'll see a lot of them have to utilize it. And, you know, maybe we would have to shoot the entire series yeah. in this apartment. You know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like, okay, now you're on the phone out uh, on the balcony or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, but fortunately with this, uh, we had the resources to, to really expand it and, and not have to alter the, so the script to make it work. Like, yeah. we got a lot. I mean, every single we, location was a brand new scene. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were fortunate with that. Cool. Now, and there's an opening scene is with you in your wheelchair uh, going down the hill. Yeah, well, it's. I think you always try to figure out like how you want to introduce a story and a character and a world. And uh, Gabe and I had the idea. I did a Liberty Mutual commercial um, a couple years ago. It was an election commercial, and basically the commercial showed me throughout my day going to vote, and all these obstacles kind of got in my way. But I still go and vote, and yay me! You know, I'm supposed <laughs> to inspire people to yeah. go vote. And so Gabe and I thought it'd be fun to kind of put a twist on that, and. So we show me just doing my thing throughout my day, and then you know, of course, the twist at the end is where I, um, I, I, I turn after I put my wheelchair together, and then it rolls down the hill. Now has that ever and happened in real life? Yes. 
<laughs> it has a couple times. Um, and it's either I ask somebody walking by if they'll go get my chair or I've uh, actually just driven down to the chair <laughs> and like some like, you know, hung halfway out of the car and grabbed grab it. it. Like yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, so yes, that has happened a couple times. Nice. And uh, the next scene is with you and your manager. Yes. Um, I um, have had an agent before whose office wasn't totally accessible. There was some stairs into it. And so I always had this funny idea, like, what if um, I couldn't get into his office at all and he had to, like, meet me on the curbside when I came to have a meeting, you know, with my manager. So that was just a, um, always, I think, a funny just idea I, I had about that. Yeah, and, and that's it's our first <clears throat> guest star too. Yeah, yeah, Gary Anthony Williams, who I've been seeing doing improv for like the past several years, and who I've always been a huge fan of. And, and how did you get him? We've actually been friends for a couple of years. I saw him first perform, and then we had a, actually had a mutual friend and have hung out socially. And so I, I emailed him, and he it was amazing. He said yes right away before he even read the script. Yeah. and he's. So wonderful. He's a great guy. Yeah, and uh, he's he was, yeah, one of the people I was really I really wanted. That I know we all really wanted that I was nervous about. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I know Mike MPY Pilot played in his festival, his comedy festival. Yeah, he he has LA Comedy Shorts Festival and. Um, they screened the uh, original pilot. Yeah. Of my Gimpy Life there, which yeah. was great, and he's so much fun to work with because he's just. A, like he's so talented and such a genius and he's just an improver so you never yeah. know as an actor what's going to happen next and he's one of those people that I think makes you a better performer working with him yeah um which is a you know I learned so much working with him and he's yeah. so, so nice like yeah. just in general just someone who I mean I had never met him before mm-hmm. uh, even just but walking on set like he was very you know easy to work with yeah and, and he's done major things you know he's yeah. one of these people that's and he's still though yeah. You know, he comes and plays with us and has a good time and isn't, he's so. Yeah. 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 That's great. Generous. Let's, let's talk about the set because that was on the street of a public street. Yes. Um, and, Very public street. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I know you had a few instances with cars and. Yeah. Well, we had this one incident. This is something I've never experienced. I mean, like, obviously, with, you know, with this and, and not having the luxury of ADR, uh, which, you know, we could fix later in post, like, we have to kind of get the sound on set meaning if like a truck comes by or, or a car uh honks like we have to stop and redo it again to make sure we get everything clean yeah um and i don't even know like it's gonna sound like i'm exaggerating this but it's exactly what happened so basically and i swear to god i made this joke earlier because we did have like our fair share of traffic it was i, I believe a saturday um a day where everyone's home so you know people are blasting their music from their apartments mm-hmm. people are just out and about we have the ice cream um cart going by with the bell <laughs> with the bell and so um you know but they're all pretty pretty minor kind of expected yeah. like it does get annoying and then i'm like just wait like some like we're gonna have like a truck that's just gonna just be backing up beep 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 mm-hmm. like with that indicator um and, and i i didn't say like i mean just a, a like a loading shipping truck in general but not kidding you, we had a guy, while we were shooting that scene with Gary Anthony um, Williams? Williams. I was like, there's a third name. Or something. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, so we're shooting and, you know, little annoyances are happening. And all of a sudden we just hear beep, beep, beep. And we turn around and it's a little, like, four-cylinder pickup truck um, trying to parallel park 
to have no idea why there was a. Once I saw him driving, though, I understood why he probably needed this this beep, this mm-hmm. beeping on on the back. You know, dude did a try to parallel park, and I'm not kidding you. It was maybe a 35. Yeah, I know you mentioned turn. it too. Parallel park. <laughs> it was beep beep beep. beep. Pull up beep, beep beep beep. Pull up beep beep beep. That gets annoying, right? And I'm not even <laughs> annoying as long as he did. I'm annoyed right now. But so we're just sitting there waiting. And waiting and waiting. And it got to a point where he's just backing up, moving forward, backing up, moving forward, not turning anymore. <laughs> and we're like, what is going on? Like, this guy's either on drugs or yeah. he's just that dumb. Like, so just waiting, waiting, waiting. And sure enough, I finally just like, forget, fine. So I walk over to him and I'm like, hey, do you mind not doing what you're doing right now? Yeah. And he just looks at me and I go like, can you stop? And he just looks at me and goes, okay. And I walk back, and he just does it again for like three or four more times. And then. And he was totally in the space at one point, too. Like, he was fine. He did not need to keep moving. Like, and that's the thing. And, and, and it was, I mean, I want to say it probably went for about a little over five minutes, which doesn't sound like a lot of time, but just think about that in parking oh, yeah. terms. And, and yeah. we literally had to wait the entire time. There's no way we can shoot around that. Yeah. And so that, so everything else after that was, was fake. <laughs> like, when, you know, airplanes. You know, that yeah, was, yeah, yeah, That was the worst and the most <clears throat> confusing um, sound situation I've ever encountered. Uh, and, of course, it's really hot. We're trying to get out of that location. And it's like, well, it can't get any worse. And then that happens. Yeah. But, you know, we, we got through it. And then the scene turned. I was a little worried about the scene because... Um, we, a, a big part of it was noise and, you know, fortunately, yeah. you know, uh, both, uh, Gary and Teal were great. So we I got to still pick and choose, yeah. um, from everything. And, and it, it's one of my favorite scenes in the, the show because it's just, it's such a nice, it's also the longest scene, um, in the, the show, especially between two people. I think that's, that takes, that's almost what, like 30 to 50% of that episode is yeah. that conversation. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's the first episode we can establish that. And, yeah. I, I and it's just us talking. There's no movement or crazy blocking. It's just two people. Yeah. Back but I love your relationship hard. so much that I yeah. got to watch that for another five minutes, you know? And yeah. so like, it was never even an issue, even in editing of, I think our editor at one point just pointed it out and I never even noticed it until he's like, yeah, just to let you know, like this episode's, Six minutes and three and a half. Was <laughs> this is one scene. And I was like, oh, like, I honestly didn't know. It's yeah. never been one of those things where... And it, the, the coverage wasn't extreme on that. Yeah. I usually tend to overshoot everything because I love um, making a scene so static as that where it's just two people standing and through shots you have the energy yeah. in that. But we didn't have that. We are just trying to get the scene at that point. So, you know, it was very basic coverage for a scene like that. And it didn't matter because the performances were so solid. Yeah. That, uh, it was just really enjoyable. Awesome. And uh, next one was you going to... I go to my audition. I learned from my manager that I have an audition for Hope Soap. And um, I go to the audition. And this is a real story. I had an audition for a commercial. It was um, for, I think, Highmark Insurance. And the casting director's office was not accessible. So I was asked to meet them around and basically through a back alley at the back entrance of their building. And on that journey... um, like in the episode, my hands got just disgusting from pushing and I didn't realize it. And at the end of the commercial, the big thing is at the end of the commercial, everybody, you put up your hand, mm-hmm. like very gracefully, your hand just goes up. And I, when I did it at the end of the commercial, I put my hand up and my hand was just like covered in black and the casting director like started um, like laughing a little different. <laughs> and, um, and then I saw it and was very awkward and started laughing. And then and it ended up being, you know, yeah. not a totally bad thing in the end because we had a, you know, 
uh, we laughed and had a funny sense of humor about yeah. it. And, um, but yeah, it was still as mortifying though. Cause you're like, Oh, I just had this audition and yeah. you get, and that's what it is about being an actor. You have this like little chunk of time to like show your best impress, side and yeah. try to impress. And then, you know, it's just like, Oh, and you're already a few steps behind just before you even get to the audition. Yeah. I mean, I because can't get of, in the audition room. Yeah. Like it's mortifying. <laughs> you're in the back. There's a trash can next to you. You're yeah. going down this back alley. They're coming down with the camera down the stair. Like it's just very awkward anyway. Yeah. Um, so, so weird. <laughs> now I know you guys ran off to do that cause I was on set doing a different scene. For a different mm-hmm. episode, yeah. And you guys shipped everybody, all got them into vans and drove to some alley that was a few blocks away from. So I didn't actually see the scene being shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about that alley, or just it's so funny because in all the locations, that was by far the hardest one to get because you can get alleys, but part of it was like we wanted to kind of make it like a dingy, like we wanted to make it as miserable of a situation as possible. If you know Teal goes around and does his audition, it's not that unpleasant and then that takes away from what the, the scene really is so you know we were able to find kind of like more of a, a city looking alleyway but then also in addition to that um leah man our um uh production designer she just saved up all our garbage yeah like for two weeks and we just got through and just littered you know i mean fortunately in there there was dumpsters so she did the audition in front of a dumpster and even on teal's coverage you'll notice that like she's faced more toward the chain link fence and she's faced more toward the dumpsters and the garbage and on the reverse on the casting director they're more toward um the nicer part of mm. the alley uh and then also the fact um that that we so we, we still got away with you know shooting in an alley that in the end i thought worked out really well um i think on paper it wasn't the ideal one we were looking for but we were able to make those adjustments make it work. yeah you have to make adjustments like yeah, yeah. It's when you're yeah, we're not filming. on the set, so you can't build it from scratch. You exactly originally want something like crime alley, like New that, York City you know? yeah. back alley, like down like you yeah, know. even ground rats, yeah, like water dripping. Like obviously in LA, we're not going to find well, that. Yeah. No, and you have to think too, like. We, and A, we needed the front of the casting office that had the stairs to match the alley because we filmed those in different locations. Mm-hmm. So it's finding something that like, yeah. it would make sense. It would make, that yeah. would be the back of the alley. And yeah. It's a casting office in Los Angeles. I mean, yeah. I guess some casting offices are probably sketchy, <laughs> but it's, you know, you're still trying to keep it real. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And we also um, get three more characters in this scene. Yes. We get, uh, the first is the homeless man. Yes. Um, which is a great, the actor that was supposed to play the homeless man, a good friend of mine, uh, had to drop out the night before. Mm. Um, but this is like what was amazing about him. He had to drop out, but he had already planned someone to replace him when he told me he was going to drop out. So <laughs> in my, understudy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was like, I can't do this, but I have a replacement. Here's his number. He's going to be there tomorrow. So I, I was, that yeah. was amazing. Of yeah. Him. And, yeah. um, and then uh, Kim Evie plays Marshall, the casting yes, director. Yes, if you don't know, she's uh, associated produce, with the Guild. Yeah, producer of the Guild. And it was fun because she is such an amazing actress, and she mostly now produces. Yeah. So it's fun to get her on set because she's so freaking good. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, so it's, it was great to have her there. And then um, Eric, who plays the uh, director, is hilarious. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, he's great. I mean, it was... Um... I'm excited to talk about where this all goes yeah. later. I know when this comes out the week that this comes out two days, so, yeah. we, can't so really we can't really talk much. about what's going to happen. But yeah. I, I can say, and I guess we can cut this out if we know, but oh. like, we'll see Eric again. We'll see Eric again. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, if you're cool with that, then that's I'm cool fine. With oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. No, no, no. So it's fun just, just talking about it and yeah. knowing that like, you know, the way it's set up. There's a, yeah. yeah. 
it, it, it gets fun. So, um, <laughs> but no, we could be up. And one thing I really like about the show, just going back to even like the stairs, is with this show, um, it's based on Teal's life. And I remember when we started, you know, meeting and talking about what the show was going to be. Uh, you know, I didn't. Uh, Gabe uh, wrote the show mm-hmm. with Teal's input, and I mm-hmm. feel like you guys came up with the ideas together, if I'm not mistaken, right? And then, yeah, we start with my real life stories, and then we kind of. You know, because we'll it's, it's elaborate like, a little bit. I remember the first time we all got together. I came to the meeting with ideas. I'm like, "Hey, it'd be funny if you did this and did that." And she was like, "I got you beat with real stuff." <laughs> and she started telling me these stories, and I was like, "Oh my, never mind." Which is yeah. great, but like with this show, like everything here is somewhat, you know, it's inspired or based on yeah. real life stuff. But then also, what I like is that we. Wanted to make it as, as real and as a reflection of Teal's life as possible, but then we get to have fun stuff like the reveal of the stairs, where it's like, done, done, done. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in real life, obviously, we wouldn't have that kind of a musical cue, but you get to see it more from Teal's perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we get to have little fun tricks like that uh, to um, kind of enhance the impact something like that would have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because when I see stairs in real life, I hear horror, horror music in my head. Because I do. Yeah. To me, stairs are the devil. But <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Well, great. Uh, that's it for episode one. All right. So that's going to do it for My Gimpy Life, episode 101 companion cast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the sneak peek behind the scenes of the fantastic new web series. You can go ahead and email me at mygimpylifepodcast at gmail.com. I have a lot in store for future episodes, so stick around. Until next time, take care, guys. Are you a fan of the award-winning web series The Guild? Then join us for Knights of the Guild podcast, their official fan podcast. But it's not like your typical fan podcast, as the host, Kenny, has been working on The Guild since Season 2 and takes his listeners behind the scenes with exclusive interviews, special guest hosts, little-known behind-the-scenes facts, and so much more. So come on over to iTunes and download Knights of the Guild podcast, or find us online at knightsoftheguild.com. Hi, I'm Kevin Batchelder. I'm Wendy Hembrock. And I'm Brent Barrett. And we're the hosts of a new podcast called Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV. Where we discuss sci-fi and genre shows currently on television and some from the past. We're fans just like you. So join us in our water cooler and back porch discussions of your favorite shows. And strangely enough, you can find us online at tuningintosci-fi-tv.com. Be seeing you. Wait a minute. Isn't that what Bester says on Babylon 5? Maybe. I never watched Babylon 5. What? So you're a sci-fi geek who missed one of the best shows ever? Hey, hey, no details, no spoilers. I'm still catching up on DVD myself. Besides, we're not really experts or critics. We kind of think of ourselves more like guides or sci-fi Sherpas. I don't carry anyone's luggage, though. Yeah, me either. We're what we like to call the viewer's digest for genre TV. Yes, we're interested in the conversation shows generate. And speaking of sci-fi Sherpas, where would you find one of those? Mmm, Craigslist? Oh, see what I have to deal with? Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen, too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. 
The most common side effects of anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap out loud at work to the amusement of co-workers and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over the counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and Blackberry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at anomalypodcast.com. That's A N O M A L Y podcast.com. Just one one hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by jewelbeat.com. My Gimpy Life Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license, all rights reserved.